send in a card or something like that and then they would pull your card call you and then say how much in the cash call <laughs> and you would have to guess too you know high low high, high we should do that we should bring back the cash call it's actually sort of fun mm-hmm. you know because you'd say like you know you'd say say if there were if there was 312 dollars in the cash call and somebody called in and said i'm gonna guess 370 you'd say i'm sorry that's too high and then the next guy would call the next guy and say i'm gonna 260 dollars and 14 cents mm-hmm. and they would really screw it up by putting cents in there too which would Make it almost impossible. Mm. Almost impossible because now when you put the cents in there too, now the number of possibilities grows exponentially. Just ask if we got a couple of hundred dollars so we can play cash. Yeah, right. Yeah. That'll happen. Well, no, a couple of hundred bucks. Something at least like $350 or something like Well, I can't really say that. Because well, the, I was just going to say people, now they know it's $350. <laughs> I'm going to guess $350. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, congratulations. First call, you we have a winner. It. Game over. K hits high. Yeah, $350. <laughs> <laughs> you win. All right, forget it. We don't need the money after all. I just want to say, just for fun, let's do cash call. Uh, we can it. do it, we just won't have the cash. <laughs> How much money in the cash call? Number we, call. We never really said we that. We call IOU call. <laughs> we never really said that you were going to win the cash. Right. We just figured. <laughs> Just guess a number, and when you win, you're really cool. Okay, hits. Hi. How you doing? Hi. How much in the cash call? What's your guess? Oh, I was calling for something else. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Would you like to take a guess? Uh, what was the question? How much money in the cash call? Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. I'm guess. so sorry, that but thank low. you. That's too low. Okay, hits. Hi. The space suit. Yeah, I take a stab at the cash call. Go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with uh, three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. <laughs> Sorry, that's too low. Okay, it's high. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Right yes, go right ahead. I was calling on that cash call. Yes, how much yeah. in the cash call? Uh, I'd say... Five thirty. Five thirty. I'm sorry. Actually, it's six twenty-eight. K hits high. You're on the air. I'm gonna guess four hundred and ninety-six point three. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's too high. Too K high, hits high. Too high. Yes, go right ahead. 301. 301. I'm sorry, that's too, too low. <laughs> you don't actually that's know what the number is. Yeah. No, it's no, in you, your have, head. you have to do that, too, because you have to go, too low. <laughs> that's, that's part of the whole thing. With now the do too high. I'll let you guys see that. Too <laughs> yes, you both are. Oh, isn't that cute? You have to do that's part of the part of because sometimes it's the high low game mm-hmm. or it's the cash call. It's the same game. Yeah, they just because so we you know, like Channel Five would do the cash call and then Channel Four would come on and say, well, we got to do something too. We're going to call ours the high low. It's the same damn thing. Seventy five cents. Seventy five. I'm sorry, that's too low. Okay, it's that's high. an insult, sir. Hello. Yes. Ready. Yes. <laughs> Um, four twenty. I'm sorry, it's too, it's too high. Didn't we already give him the number like a little while ago? Okay, <laughs> it's high. Yeah, with uh, three sixty. Three sixty. I'm sorry, that's too high. K hits high. Uh, four eighty-two. I'm sorry, three sixty was just too high. K hits. <laughs> K hits high. Um, yes, I just like to uh, match whatever you uh, man puts into this pot. <laughs> Not a telephone, sir. Hand over a dollar. Okay, it's high. <laughs> yes, yeah. right there. Yes. Yes. I was going to call on cash call. Yes, go right ahead. <laughs> 358. 358. Too high. Too high. <laughs> high. K hits high. Uh, yes, I was calling for the cash. Yes, go oh, right ahead. God. Yeah. 
375 is too high. Pay attention! Okay, it's high. Hi. See, that's the thing about the cash call. You only get to play it once a day. Yeah. Thank this God. This go on for years. Okay, it's high. I'm yeah. sorry, the show's not on the air anymore, but I want to guess the cash call. <laughs> Merv Griffin is on. I'm sorry, we can't put him on. Nobody's won the damn cash call. Well, we should do it just to ruin it for the people who follow us someday. <laughs> Go right ahead. 351. 351. Too high. K hits high. Hi. Well, a while back you said 350 was too high, and you said 349 was too high. K hits high. <laughs> well, yeah, cash call? Yes. 349. I'm sorry. Oh, too low. <laughs> 318. <laughs> we already, I already hello, told hello. you. K, it's high. Yeah, two from the top. 350. K, it's oh, high. Ow. He was, he, I have to take his first answer. Oh, what do you say? K, it's high. Two from the two top. Good <laughs> morning. <laughs> hello. Good morning. Yes. $350? Yeah, $350! Yeah. Oh, Lord tell him what he's won. Absolutely nothing. Because <laughs> we don't have any money to play cash call. But someday we might. Yeah, and that, was, yeah. that was practice. So. That was fun. Hey, wait a minute. Okay, I'm playing this one. I don't know where my controls are anymore. Everything's take 35 cents. You take 35 That's about where we're going to get you. Congratulations, <laughs> sir. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> says, says, I don't want the IRS after me. I got $350. I'm not going to report here. <laughs> and that's how you play Cash Call. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before? Thursday, March 9th, 2023, 21 days until opening day. How you doing, kids? You're at jconline.com. The Oscars are Sunday. The Battlehawks come back and have a game on Sunday. Daylight saving time happens over the weekend. And I'll tell you this story, even though, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He slid off the hook a hundred times already. A lot of people are just like, how is he getting away with it? How is he continuing to get away with this? Don't we have something uh, that is installed in our federal government that, uh, yeah, here's the problem. The founding fathers just never could conceive of the idea that somebody would get elected to president of the United States and then get in there and have you know, a series of ulterior motives and agendas and stuff like that. And so for everybody who's sitting there waiting, going, well, it just looks like when all is said and done, Donald Trump will have gotten away with the stuff that he got away with. Remember the name Robert Mueller? Everybody was just like, oh, Robert, the Mueller report's going to come out. Robert Mueller comes out and just shits the bed, and that was the end of that. Well, supposedly somebody in the Justice Department made an offhanded comment couple of days ago and they have inadvertently spilled the beans now this story could be complete bullshit or there could be something to it but the long and the short of it is that uh, somebody said that it is going to be wednesday of next week wednesday of next week is when 
this indictment is going to come down or series of indictments. So like I said, I don't know. As they say, we have low confidence in this one. It sounds like it could be true. I you know, I don't know. Why not, right? But I'll tell you this. Next Wednesday, I'm going to have about six TVs going and just sort of see what's going on. We did a story yesterday that uh, just turned my stomach, you know, because this uh, Nick Cannon guy is just running around like I said yesterday. He thinks he's like a, the sexual equivalent of Johnny Appleseed, just running around. He's got 10 different kids with 10 different baby mamas, and they're going to put some sort of game show together where women are going to compete for the opportunity to be, to be impregnated by him to be the next one impregnated by him. And I'm just like, this This is just, we've we've apparently reached a new low. Well, it turns out the thing was a hoax. The game show where Nick Cannon finds a new baby mama wasn't real. It was a teaser for a show he and Kevin Hart are hosting called Celebrity Prank Wars, where they help celebrities prank one another, which has been done about 10 different times before under different names. Kevin Hart, I don't really find that funny. And Nick Cannon, I don't even know what he does. Here's one that caught my eye. Remember Billy Squire? He hasn't released a song since 1993. I was at DC101 working with Howard Stern and Smash and people like that back when Billy Squire's first album came out when he broke out onto the scene. And I've got some great pictures backstage of Smash and some other people from the radio station with Billy Squire. He was, you know, he was fine. He was uh, quiet, but he was cooperative and everything like that. Anyhow, new song is called Harder on a Woman. And apparently it was inspired by the Supreme Court ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. Late night tonight, Jenna Ortega. Now, she's going to be hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend, and she'll pop up with Jimmy Fallon. Stephen Colbert's got Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Steven Spielberg, and John Williams. James Corden, Milo Ventimiglia. And Seth Meyers has Adam Driver. There's a new Jurassic Park Lego set that includes Lego dinosaur poop. <laughs> Something funny about that. Everybody remember Sean Kemp, former NBA star, arrested on charges involving a drive-by shooting. He could be in some deep doo-doo, as they say. Birthdays today, you want to shoot? <laughs> this is one of those moments where you get a little shook up, and that is the fact that Emmanuel Lewis Webster is 52 years old. Cato Kalin. Interestingly, still considered a celebrity, 64, Linda Fiorentino. This was a very, very, very alluring woman. The last seduction, men in black, and dogma. Owen Vision Quest, Vision Quest with Matthew Modine. Uh, anyhow, 65 today. Charles Gibson, former host of Good Morning America and World News Tonight, 80. Mark Lindsay, God, I love Paul Revere and the Raiders. I love him, man. 81 today, one of the most beautiful women to ever walk the face of the earth, although I've seen her in recent years, and uh, I don't know what she's doing, but she's not taking care of herself. But in her prime, I'm not really sure that there was ever anybody prettier than Juliette Binoche, 59 today. She was in the English patient, and she was also on the English patient. That's another story. And Oscar Isaac who is in everything these days, is 44. The first Barbie came out on this date 
1959. George Burns died of natural causes on this day 27 years ago. He had just turned 100 years old on January 20th and always had always had like two supermodels on either side of him. Man, that's how I want to go. And uh, it was 18 years ago today, and I know something about this because I, as a little boy, I used to be terrified of these bridges that went over the Chicago River. And these things would open and close like a lot of bridges to accommodate boats that were going in and out of the Chicago area, and they would come up. But when you would walk across it, it was a uh, it was a metal uh, grate. So as you were walking across it, you could look right through it, look down into the water. The whole bridge was made of that. As a little boy, I was terrified of that growing up in Chicago. So... It was on this day back in 2005 that Stephen Wall, who was the Dave Matthews Band tour bus driver, decides, hey, you know what? Instead of going through all the trouble of having to go to some you know, registered facility where you hook up the hose to the back of your tour bus and then all of the refuse gets pumped out of the bus and, and then, uh, you know, we can poop on the bus again. Stephen Wall basically says... Uh, hey, there's a grate below us. So as we're driving over this bridge, I'm just going to release all that stuff. It'll go down into the river. And that's what he did. 800 pounds worth from the vehicle's septic tank through the open grating deck of Chicago's Kinsey Street Bridge. There are varying accounts of what happened underneath. There was one story that one of those tour boats got showered with this. And there's another story that that's just folklore. But either way, he ended up not doing jail time, but uh, they fined him a ton of money. Well, I can tell you, I never saw this coming. Everybody remember ARF, A-R-F, Animal Rescue Foundation? Tony Russo was always doing fundraisers. I mean, big things at the Fox Theater and everything and uh, raising money and if you were a Cardinal player while Tony LaRusso was manager and he caught you on your cell phone during his time, meaning any time from 6.30 in the morning at spring training we're talking about now, 6.30 in the morning when everybody got there until about 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon when everybody at home. If you were on your cell phone, he caught you. I don't remember how much the fine was. I think it was like $1,000 and it went to ARF, the Animal Rescue Fund. This is why it shocked and surprised everybody when it says here the headline, Tony LaRusso family terminates relationship with ARF, demands its name be removed from the nonprofit that family founded. It's out of Walnut Creek, California. Tony LaRusso and his family have severed ties. And then it goes on here. Their attorney, their attorney sent the ARF people a cease and desist letter saying, you got to stop using all image and likeness of Tony LaRusso on social media quotes and uh, this has got to be done in the next 90 days. And they also demanded the return of the family's indisputably personal baseball and music memorabilia from the Major League Baseball Hall of Famers collection that's on display at ARF. So they want their shit back. Apparently, there's been something going on between Tony and the uh, people who are running the organization. And it says here, and I'm reading, the final straw for the family with ARF came with a mishandled adoption of a dog love bug on February 9th in spite of behavior notes and instructions stating that a harness was needed for the dog love bug was sent with her elderly adopters without a harness and almost immediately escaped before they even got her into the home 
The story just sort of goes on forever. There's just paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs, but it sounded like there was something bad going on between the LaRusso family and the ARF Foundation. This stuff happens, and so that is the end of ARF, or at least Tony LaRusso's involvement in it. Another sports story, and this was from, let's see, I think it was from CNN. Yeah, because it's Jake Tapper. There have been stories in the past that haven't been taken very seriously with regard to artificial turf. Some people say that the stuff is no good, and especially no good when it gets hot. Here's a story from the news the other night. In our sports lead, questions about a possible link between artificial grass made by Monsanto and brain cancer. This was discovered by a Philadelphia Inquirer investigation. Reporter looked into the deaths of six former baseball players for the Philadelphia Phillies, all of whom died of the same cancer at three times the average rate of men who did not work on that AstroTurf. Here to discuss is one of the reporters, David Gambacorda. David, tell us more about how you and your colleague uncovered this possible connection. Thanks, Jake. Um, so last year, David West, who was a former pitcher for the Phillies, became the sixth former member of the team to die from brain cancer. Um, so my colleague Barbara Laker and I got curious about whether there was a potential connection between these deaths. Um, we were able to track down pieces of the AstroTurf that covered the field of Veterans Stadium in the late 1970s and early 80s, and we had them tested by two different labs. Um, one of the labs found 16 different types of PFAS, which are uh, another name for forever chemicals. So the vet was also used by the, the Philadelphia Eagles during the same time frame from the 70s until the early 2000s. Have you found any similar diagnoses among for, former Eagles? No, we, we haven't come across any reports of this uh, with the Eagles. Um, but one thing we found with uh, the vet and the Phillies is that during the summer games, um, the turf would sometimes heat up to 165 degrees. And some of the experts that we've consulted with uh, explained that that would sort of allow some of the toxins in the turf to uh, release and become airborne. Um, so that's, you know, one one possible mode of uh, transmission that uh, that we considered. This is breaking my heart because while you're talking, we're showing pictures of Philadelphia Phillies like Tug McGraw and Dutch Dalton, players that, you know, I, I grew up loving and who, who tragically died uh, of, of brain cancer. Do you believe, do you hope your report will change the way communities look at using turf? Well, I think some of that's already happened. Um, there are communities in, in Massachusetts and Connecticut that have already implemented uh, moratoriums on new turf fields. Um, some states have uh, legislation pending that would actually ban outright uh, new turf fields. Um, Philadelphia still has quite a few, or at least a handful of, of turf fields in, in some of the neighborhoods in the city and uh, are looking at actually adding some new ones uh, to a city park. I, but I think, you know, simultaneously there's becoming, I think, an, an increasing amount of awareness around these chemicals uh, and the fact that they are linked to uh, a large number of very real human health risks. Jesus. I mean, six guys who played on that turf all died from the same thing? Brain cancer? Darren Dalton, by the way, he was the guy who was married to Lynn Austin, the original Hooters girl. And he died from it, too. Gotta watch this space. Watch this space. More nonsense from KMOV. Now, when you're doing those, uh, like, uh, Good Morning Giddy Up and Go show, whatever that thing is called at 9 o'clock in the morning where I all sit there and uh, just talk to people who make crafts out of driftwood or something you know it's an hour-long show every day and most of those people who are on that show the people who are guests have paid to get on you got to pay a pretty penny and then they say okay you pay you know however much money it is three thousand dollars whatever and uh, we'll give you your five or six minute segment on this uh, kmov morning show 
That's why they have to run a little disclaimer at the end of the show saying many of the guests are appearing because you know, because they paid to get on. And there's probably nothing wrong with that. they got teeth whitener people who come on like three or four times a week and just tell you to smear this stuff on your teeth and they'll turn white. i got doctors, you know, coming in for, you know, boner pills and uh, injections and all, you know, all that sort of standard stuff. And in St. Louis, I, yeah, there's only one of those shows. But you go outside of St. Louis, and it's not uncommon for you to turn on the TV. There's at least two and sometimes three of those shows on all at the same time, by the way. But now when you're talking about the news, that's something different. I think everybody understands that the uh, Giddy Up and Go show there, I can't remember what the hell is that, the Good good Day or something? Good Day, have a good day. Uh, everybody understands that that's not a news show, but when you turn on the news and they say, hi, welcome to the news, and now you start doing that shit, and my problem is less with the show or with the guy who's hosting this segment, which in this particular case is Matt Chambers, although... He's a little too enthusiastic. He's rooting this on maybe a little bit too much. And so it comes off as being disingenuous, but it's their sales staff and their news director who apparently have gotten together and said, it's only on at noon. Who cares? So grateful you joined us today for News 4 at Noon. Back with you in just a bit this afternoon for our hour-long newscast of News 4 at 4. But before we let you go, from your social media feed to medical journals, a new prescription drug is really generating. Now, as soon as I hear that, I say, I know exactly what this is going to be. Have you heard these stories about Ozempic? Oh, 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 Ozempic. Yeah. And one of the side effects of this, in addition to lowering your A1C, is that you lose yeah, 10, 12, 15, sometimes even 20 pounds. And the story has surfaced in recent weeks that half of Hollywood, maybe all of Hollywood, is taking this stuff because it's like, I can't lose this weight. I can't lose this weight. I got a big movie coming up and I can't lose the weight. It's like, here, they give you a couple of shots of Ozempic and the next thing you know, here comes your nice flat stomach. Well, I was right. Except, and again, that word uh, disingenuous comes to mind. They never say what the treatment is. They never say what the drug is. It's fucking Ozempic, but they will not say that. Now, early on in the introduction, they say the generic name for it, but it doesn't mean anything to anybody because nobody's ever heard of that term before unless you're a doctor. And by the way, the local expert appears to be about a 28-year-old bleach blonde who is clearly their salesperson. Creating a lot of buzz for its potential to help people lose weight. Matt Chambers sitting down with a local expert to learn more, Matt, in today's For Your Information. By the way, just that part of Matt Chambers sitting down, if you've seen him lately, that in itself is becoming more and more and more, and more difficult every day. Claire, you're exactly right. Yeah, my guest today says that all of this publicity is actually for very good reason, as this drug represents a real revolution in how the world is approaching weight loss now. Jordan Kimmler joins us this afternoon to talk about semaglutide. Oh, there it is. I thought it was in the introduction. So they give you the generic name, which, which as I said, nobody's ever heard of. We are seeing about a 15 to 20% weight reduction from starting weight on these medications. Say that again, because that's an impressive statistic. I want yeah. to make sure everybody heard yeah. that. A 15 to 20% 
weight reduction from starting weight. Wow. Yeah. Now, you may read some headlines about this. You may see something about a possible shortage of this mm-hmm. kind of medication. Okay, here's where the bullshit really starts. And, and again, these aren't real interviews because you can tell right here that he was told, now you have to ask us about this because there's a public relations problem about the availability of this stuff. So question number two is about whether or not there's a shortage. Stick to the fucking script, Matt. There have been major news stories peppering the airwaves for weeks now about the fact that people who actually have type 2 diabetes can't get a hold of this medication because Robert Downey Jr. wants a flat stomach as does everybody else in Hollywood. And then that got around and now people all over the country are rushing to their doctors and say, give me some of that Ozempic because I want to lose 20 pounds. And because of that, people who really need the drug aren't able to get it. Break that down for us. Sure, in our clinic, I will just say very confidently, we are not experiencing shortages of these medications. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. very plainly said. So we are still waiving that initial consult fee, which is $99. Okay. Ah, ah. Just like the uh, erection stuff, where they say, yeah, you come in the first time, we'll shoot your dick full of the stuff, and it'll go way up, and you go, oh, that's fantastic. We'll waive that. You know, it's like a drug dealer. The first one is free, and then after that, we got to start charging you. By then, you're hooked, and that's how the world has worked for a long time. So nobody at a medical facility, no doctor, is going to say, oh, you need a uh, stat, and you got high cholesterol here, and I got to charge you 99 bucks for that but i'll tell you what i'll waive the 99 dollars. that's that jesus this couldn't be more crooked in just a moment jordan and i will kick off a more in-depth conversation about this same topic on camelv's facebook page the comments section is open we want to hear your questions but in the meantime but, but in the meantime nothing matt so again to review somebody in the camelv sales department said I know you want to be on the uh, Giddy Up and Go show there, but uh, we could actually put you on the news. We can put you on the news, and then people think it's like a real medical story, like a real news story. And then after that, we'll flip it over to the Facebook page, and we'll just spend the afternoon getting people hooked on this Ozempic stuff. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll have a a great time doing that. This is going to really cost you, and this is what it's all come to. This is what it's come to. If you're listening to me right now, you're probably pretty media savvy and you're pretty smart but let's face it a lot of people out there that you know just watching the noon news and all of a sudden there's a segment about weight loss and you can lose 20 pounds and it's part of the newscast and so they think it's a news story which is exactly what they want you to believe and matt chambers knows damn well he better go along with it because if he ever lost that job short of getting a job at the circus i don't really think anybody would hire him All I can tell you from years and years and years of being in radio and television, a little bit of print, it's always a bad idea when salespeople start dabbling in programming because this is what happens. This is the kind of stuff you get and it compromises whatever remaining integrity there is in your news operation. So people continue to react to the incredible, mind-boggling tragedy of Skip and Lori Weber, whose house burned down to the ground the other night. And, you know, Skip is such a good guy, and he's been such an avid advertiser 
uh, television, radio, all over the place. I mean, Skip has uh, been involved in charitable foundations more so than you have ever. You could never even keep track of all the stuff that he's into. And he's led a very, very uh, fulfilling life. And he and his wife are, are sitting there minding their own business in their beautiful uh, facility, the home. Which sometimes I would tease him and call it a compound. I've been to the place many times. And Skip and Lori are very, very good friends. And, you know, you just sit there. You can People are just agog over this still. So I was talking to Dave Glover over at KMOX the other day. I've known Dave for forever. And I said, you know, we, we, they've got money. They've got insurance. But we got to do something for them. We have to do something. He's like, oh, I totally agree. He says, but, you know, but by the way, Skip is going to come on this afternoon. I think it was at 4 o'clock yesterday. He'd come on at 4 o'clock and just talk a little bit and it may have been as good for skip as it was for everybody else too because i think there was a a bit of a cathartic process in this whole thing so i recorded the whole thing and i cut out about a two and a half minute piece here that i think is the most interesting part of the conversation and so here is our friend skip weber yesterday afternoon recounting a little bit of what happened first alarm hits my phone okay on my uh um, our security system that we put in in January. Okay, wow. we've had smoke detectors for forever. January, we put in the security system that takes smoke detectors, glass breakage, house breaking, and all and all send stuff to our phone. Okay, so my phone's going off at one fifty four. Wakes the dogs up, wakes us up. Lori's. I, I go, what's that? Lori jumps out of bed. Our house is on fire. You can see red outside of our. Out, out, out into our deck from our bedroom and so we jump up grab a couple items of clothes to throw on open the bedroom door the dogs run out the bedroom door we Lori grabs three trays of jewelry that are breakaway jewelry just for design just for that i mean took an extra two minutes or a minute but i mean so she grabs that i run outside the door stark naked put clothes on try to she's right behind me i'm yelling for her but she's right behind me i'm yelling for the dogs they had run up to the other end of the house where they have their other beds and I take two steps back in the house to yell for them and there's already glass exploding the stairwell's full of smoke there right there that in the foyer of that house I couldn't go into where the kitchen is too and so I had to come back out and 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 so we lost those two mm. but that that shows you however long it takes me to put on jeans and a t-shirt that's how that's the margin of error we had to get out of our room wow and if we hadn't had the new smoke, if we had waited for the smoke detectors to wake us up, instead of these, these, were, these alarms were coming from the basement because this happened outside, started outside the basement. If we waited for smoke detectors, we, we don't make it out of the house. And wow. so, God I mean, okay, so then, then before two, the fire department's there. That's 154 is when it hits wow. my phone. Fire department's there before two. I have pictures of them showing the firing the fire timestamp 206 and they're fighting the fire already they've already had the hose hooked hooked up hooked up by then and they're just i mean i've known some of these guys for so long they're so wonderful they you know they're all asleep in their beds and they get there and uh i mean some of them are friends and they're fighting the fire with tears in their eyes because they're friends of ours you know it's just and they're just so great and our neighbors are unbelievable i feel really bad for the men in my neighborhood, because they're all trying to f 
find me shoes that will fit. I'm walking around barefoot, okay? And I can, none of them do. And I've, I, I, man, I can't wear those. I'm sorry. But they're, they're, they're just trying so hard to help us. Yeah. You know, they brought, you know, Lori had a sweatshirt on from one of them, and, you know, and they opened their house to us so we could rent. And then when our kids got there, you know, we were all gathered at different sure. times. And yeah. And my daughter from, was coming from Baldwin, my youngest daughter, she could, you know where my house is. Sure do. She could see the flames from 255. Oh. So that's how, you know, it was just unreal. And we keep saying, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're live. We're good. We're going to, and we will rebuild and it will be nice. But yeah, there's things we cannot replace. Yeah. We have good insurance coverage. I mean, we're, you know, I mean, we got great businesses. We're not sure. going to, we're not destitute. We're not going to, you know, we have a place to stay. We're going to be fine. Right now, I'm well off financially, but I literally have nothing. Nothing. I don't have any, I don't have any dishes. I don't have any clothes. I mean, we had, you know, we got a place to stay. We have like two or three things of clothes at that place to stay. Yeah. Just a few things. You know, I don't, I, if I wanted to go to a blues game tomorrow, I'd have to go buy a jersey to go. I mean, I don't, I don't have any, you know, yeah. I, I'm wearing some shoes I've, I've worn twice in my life. All my shoes are there. All my, you know, I, I've cried 7,000 times because most of it from emotional support. Well, let me just tell you, the whole situation was so jarring that I don't think you were the only person who shed a tear over this whole thing. So we wish the best to our friends, the Webbers. Thank God they got out of it okay. And again, this is not something that's going to be easily resolved. This is going to be uh, an ongoing story. And we'll check in with Skip. He'll be on the show from time to time as we look ahead. All right. That's it, the J.C. Corcoran Podcast for Thursday, March 9th, 2023, 21 days until opening day. We're here every weekday morning at 11 at jconline.com. You can email me, jc at jconline.com, or on Facebook, the showgram with J.C. Corcoran. There's going to be a new morning radio show in St. Louis in a couple of days. We'll fill you in as soon as we have the specific details. But in the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.